Hello and welcome. My name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. I've been practicing these principles for years with incredible results from resolving chronic pain to dissipating daily anxiety and reversing a digestive diagnosis. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. Hi everyone and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. Thank you for pushing play today. Last week, we continued with our power series and talked about the power of spending time in nature and the therapeutic benefits of gardening. That is one of my all-time favorite episodes aired so far, so if you didn't catch it, I'd love for you to go back and catch up. This will be our last week of the power series, and just for now. The good news is that I am going to continue those deep dives into various law of attraction techniques, but we're going to try and tackle those in four-week chunks. I want to make sure that I'm not flooding you with too many techniques at once and give you time to actually apply those techniques, the ones that resonate with you at least. There is so much other content I want to share with you, so rest assured we're moving on to equally as exciting things. I'll talk more about what's to come at the end of today's episode. And with that said, today's topic is sound healing, and we're going to talk all about the benefits of sound therapy for your physical and mental health. And we're diving right in. Sound healing, which can also be referred to as music healing, is really a practice that involves producing distinctive vibrations in order to connect with you on a subconscious, emotional level. The principle behind sound healing takes us all the way back to what we learned in episode one of the podcast. Each of our emotions has a unique energy or vibration. We can think about the range of energy on a spectrum. We have these emotions like happiness, love, and joy on the higher end of the spectrum, meaning those emotions have a high frequency. And then we have these emotions like insecurity, guilt, and hatred on the bottom end of the spectrum with very low frequencies. The idea with sound healing is that the frequencies played, like the actual sound waves, allow us to remove energetic blocks and heal physically and mentally. Our bodies match the vibration of the healing frequencies played to improve our health and wellness. There are a variety of instruments that can be used for sound healing, like tuning forks, crystal singing bowls or Tibetan bowls, gongs, classical music, chanting or humming, and wind chimes. And those are really just a few and know there are so many more. I want to talk more about the tuning fork for a minute because I think that's the easiest way to really grasp and understand this concept. When you strike a tuning fork, if there's another tuning fork in the same place, that second tuning fork will match the sound and vibration of the first. We want to think about our bodies kind of like that second tuning fork. When the fork is first played, our body is trying to match that frequency. We are raising our physical vibration to one that is aligned with healing. I want to get into the history a little bit because sound therapy isn't new. It's been around for thousands of years. 
There's evidence of the Australian Aborigines using didgeridoos in healing practices tens of thousands of years ago. There is also evidence of ancient Chinese traditions that use specific vocals and meditations and mantras for healing. It is also known that music was used for healing across ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, in unique Native American traditions, and in ancient Tibetan culture as part of Buddhist rituals. I want to illustrate that using sound and music for healing has really been around for centuries and has a really, really robust history across many cultures. Now, let's get into the science behind sound and music therapy. I want to talk about a study called the Effects of Singing Bowl Sound Meditation on Mood, Tension, and Well-Being. In this study, 62 women and men participated, and they had an average age of around 50. These participants were evaluated on a whole host of factors, including their overall mood, tension, anger, and anxiety levels prior to the experiment. The group then completed a sound meditation protocol where they laid down and listened to various instruments for about 60 minutes, including Tibetan singing bowls, crystal singing bowls, gongs, and tingshas, which are tiny cymbals. The Tibetan singing bowls were played for about 95% of the time, and then the other instruments were played for the remaining 5% of the time. The results showed that tension, depressed mood, and anxiety scores all significantly reduced after the sound meditation. Some participants also presented with physical pain before the meditation, and when evaluated on that pain post-meditation, there was a significant decrease. There are a variety of other health benefits for music therapy, documented in an article from Harvard Medical School called Healing Through Music. It can help people who are recovering from a stroke or traumatic brain injury restore their sense of speech. It can reduce the side effects of cancer therapy like nausea and vomiting. It can improve the quality of life for dementia patients. And it can better the patient experience for those who have had invasive procedures like knee surgery. And it can also reduce the reliance on painkillers in that recovery. So why do we care about this? I think this quote from the lawofattraction.com speaks to this really nicely. With music therapy, our vibrational frequency can be heightened, improving our inner lives and the positivity we radiate. Not only are there tangible benefits like decreased anxiety, improved mood, and so on, we're also shifting up that emotional scale, which we talk about a lot, and try to improve our overall state of being. I want to talk more about my experiences with sound healing now so you have an idea of how far I've really come using this tool. I've struggled with anxiety, serious anxiety, for most of my life. And there was a period in my life when I was younger that I really didn't know or understand what anxiety actually was. I think often anxiety gets written off as stress, and those are completely different. Stress is really situational-based and often has a direct cause, while anxiety can be much more generalized and is much more persistent in nature. It's more of that feeling and experience of excessive worry even after a difficult event has passed. I look back on my childhood and remember feeling very, very stressed as a kid and then a teenager. I think back to myself now and I'm like, what on earth 
was a 10 or 11 year old kid so stressed about? Now, I know it was so much bigger than that. It was such a bigger issue that I never really learned how to deal with. I was involved in sports at a really competitive level all throughout high school and then into college, as I've spoken about. And that was really my sole outlet to get these feelings and emotions out. However, I wasn't even really processing these things, right? I wasn't working through them at all. I was distracting myself and channeling all of those emotions into competitiveness. And that served me for a time, but obviously wasn't sustainable because things started to build and build. Then later in life, when I didn't have sports, I just couldn't deal with anything in an effective way. I did start to see a therapist later in life, but as some of you probably know, there are different types of therapy. You have psychodynamic, which is based on processing and working through your childhood. And you have cognitive behavioral, which is more tactical in nature and is technique-based to help you manage in the moment. And there are many, many more different types. The reality is that I probably needed a combined approach to help me resolve some of that anxiety as it had become such a big part of my life for so long. I didn't ever really find a good combination and so shifting around to therapists who specialize in one area solely wasn't really a helpful approach for me. I would say that I haven't really had a successful time leveraging therapy to help me overcome and address this anxiety until a few years ago. That is not a coincidence that it's also the same time I really started investing in the law of attraction. I think this combination of gratitude and deep inner work helped me to become more aware and also gave me the courage to pursue other more specialized resources to help. When I first learned about the law of attraction, I remember reading The Secret and then, you know, listening to the documentary and then starting to find other people in the space to listen to and follow. I remember trying to go from like zero to 100 overnight. We can all see where that's going, I'm sure. It's just too much and too soon. And I later learned after reading Atomic Habits that I basically set myself up to fail. That isn't the way you start and form a long-lasting habit or change behavior. But I guess we live and we learn, right? Something that did stick with me through that book, Atomic Habits, was that I needed to find a way to habit stack. Now, for those of you that don't know, habit stacking is basically just pairing a new behavior with something that you already do every day. For example, like brushing your teeth or washing your face. You do those things every day, so that is the perfect time to start to incorporate and pair a new habit with. And that insight really led me to start to habit stack in the car on the way to work. I had heard so many creators and leaders in the space talk about high-frequency music and the benefits, and I realized that listening in the car was just a, such a low-effort way to start that new habit. I would listen to the radio in the car on the way to work, but nothing really special, and I knew I could easily switch on some high-vibe music to listen to during my commute to and from work. My Lord, did this really change my life. And I swear to you, I really mean that. It did change my life. So let's start with how it changed my whole energy on the way to work first. 
So I would get in the car kind of flustered because I live in a giant apartment building with over 500 units and didn't have a parking spot for maybe the first year or two years. There's so many cars on the street and people would park so close to each other so everyone could fit in. You always had to park in a different area and sometimes one or two streets away and it was just such a stressful morning every morning. Not to mention the whole snow scraping off your car in the winters thing, which is just not a smooth start to the day. So you're probably picking up that the vibe wasn't always high in the mornings. I would get in the car and then just be kind of mad. And traffic in Denver is just an absolute shit show every day. So those things didn't really improve my mindset. Then I'm just walking all of that terrible energy right into the office. And I was supposed to immediately sit down at my desk and serve clients with happiness and excitement and try and sell them tens of thousands of dollars of research. No, just no. I cringe a little bit when I think about this and start to talk about it because I did it for so long. I pretty immediately started noticing a big shift when I started listening to high vibration music in the car every morning. I would just have it right up on the top at Spotify and just kind of go about the commute as normal. It's such a passive activity. I was just listening, right? I wasn't thinking about anything in particular. I wasn't trying to improve my mood actively. I was just driving while I had this music on. I suddenly realized that my entire energy and mood and mindset was just totally different after a few days. And I wouldn't say like I was over the moon and the happiest, most joyful person on the planet, but I absolutely didn't roll into work like a total grouch monster anymore. And over time, it took me from a more neutral state like contentment to a much more positive state and totally changed my outlook on the mornings that I was resenting like kind of up until that point. And then I started listening on the way home from work and it provided such a peaceful commute home. Driving home is where I would often start to reflect on my day and then all of those things just come up, right? The issues at work, personal issues, and the anxiety would just slowly start to build and build until I got home and then was just exhausted from this mental burden that I put myself through for 20 or 30 minutes. And then suddenly, listening on the way home, a loud space from all of that and the anxiety just slowly, slowly started to taper off and I wasn't consumed by it all anymore. I started to have much, much more clarity and brain freedom, and that allowed me to really reflect on the progress and start to apply this tool elsewhere in my day. I think when we're really in a high state of anxiety, thinking about how to help yourself in those moments can almost be debilitating at times. And that's why I think music and sound therapy can be so effective. It requires less than one second of action, right? You're just turning on a soundtrack or a playlist. And I know we all have our phones with us at all times these days. It really is just such a minimal level of effort. Now I use this tool much, much more broadly and frequently. I don't commute to work anymore after COVID. I work from home full time, but... I do put that music on every morning while I do my gratitude list and prepare my breakfast and it has the same effect. Just a slow, calming, content way to start the day. This week, I'll tell you, I had to go and get some imaging done at the hospital and in the past, 
that event would have led me into a spiral and given me sky high levels of anxiety and fear. Hospitals are my least favorite place on earth and I'm sure many of you feel the same way. Instead of letting myself get overwhelmed by those emotions, from the moment I got up to the moment I left the hospital, I had that high frequency music playing the entire time. I had my headphones in the whole time I was there. I pulled one of those headphones out to check in and the rest of it, I asked if I could keep my headphones in, even during the actual imaging and I was allowed to, so that's what I did. It was a much, much more pleasant experience for me and it wasn't overwhelming at all. I'm not going to say it was joyful because it absolutely was not, but I was able to manage my emotions and my energy in such a better way because of the music. I remember lying there getting that imaging done and I was almost kind of bored. Bored? Like, are you joking me? In the past, I would never have had that happen. I would have been sweating and nervous and shaking and probably asking how much longer till it was over. I wouldn't even have thought I could get bored with all that happening. But that's what happened this week. I got bored, and that's a huge step for me. Again, why do we care about this? If you're not sitting in those low vibe emotions, you're much, much better positioned for success in manifestation. Energy out matches energy in. And we want to be in a positive state of energy and a positive state of being for the majority of the day. And if we can get there by managing our emotions more effectively, we are making huge progress. Okay, lots of story time today. I hope you enjoyed it and we got to know each other a little bit more. Let's talk about what you can work on over the next week. Two things again, just two things to work on this week, friends. I want you to go on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and start to do some exploring. See what high-frequency music you can find. See what resonates with you. Maybe it's a playlist. I'm going to link some in the show notes too for you, but I really want you to find something that you connect with and that resonates with you. Then I want you to listen to that at least once or twice this week. Just once or twice. And even better if you can listen while you're feeling overwhelmed or having a tough time or you're just in a bad mood. And then I just want you to pay attention to how you feel after you listen. Do things improve? Do they stay the same? Are you in a better mind space? What impact did that have on you? And if you're loving it, then try and find a way to have it stacked so you can get it in every single day. Pair it with something that you do already, like you do it every day, and you'll be much, much more successful in maintaining that habit. Okay, on to next week. We're going to be talking about optimizing your mindset to hack your way to manifestation. Every week, I release a few teasers for the upcoming episode on social. If you want to jump over and give me a follow on Instagram at healyourselfwithloa. That's healyourselfwithloa. L-O-A is in law of attraction. All right. Thank you for listening today. If you're listening on Apple, a five-star rating goes a long way. And if you have a few moments more, a thoughtful review would also be great if you want to share this content with others and how it has made an impact on you. Spotify doesn't have a review option, but does have star ratings. So please leave a rating if you could. It really helps me so much. That's all for now. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.